0: You're listening to the Riverwalk, ministry of Beth River Baptist Church in Winsboro, Louisiana. Today is the day that we celebrate All Saints Day. We remember those who left this world to go to their heavenly home. The question that we have to answer, are we going to leave a sinner or a saint? I hope you enjoy. If you have a, a Bible this morning, we're going to be in a pretty famous chapter in Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, many of you know this as the faith chapter. Uh, I love it. It's kind of a heroes of the faith. This Thursday night, probably thousands of kids will gather and put on costumes and go trick-or-treating for Halloween. Uh, and we talk about Halloween a lot. We've talked about it at nauseum, if you ask me. You can choose to believe what you want to believe about Halloween, but what Halloween is is just a festival or carnival, and it's all Hallow's Eve. It's the day before the real holiday to me, Hallow Mass, or All Saints Day. If you've been coming here since I've been here, this is the fifth, fifth year I've been here, and this is the fifth year that I've done an All Saints Day service. All Saints Day was made years and years ago. They thought it appropriate to honor the saints, the saints that had passed on. At first they said the saints that have been martyred, and then they just said all the saints who have died in the last year. While it's a Catholic holiday, I believe many of us do a great disservice because I believe it is very biblical to celebrate the saints I want you to leave here this morning, I want you to leave here realizing that every person in this room, every person in this room can be a saint. I want you to understand this morning that precious in the Lord is the death of His saints. I want you to understand this morning that while I might have some influence on your life, when I look back at my life, Those that had the greatest influence on me wasn't necessarily a preacher, wasn't necessarily a teacher, but it was the saints in my life. And I want you to leave here this morning committed to being the saint that God has called you to be. Here in Hebrews chapter 11, we don't know who wrote the book of Hebrews, but we know who he was writing to. As the name implies, he was writing to the Hebrews. He was writing to Jewish believers. Why do I think that's important? I think that's important because early Gentile believers, I don't think they would have necessarily known who all these people he listed were. I don't think they would have known Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. They might not have even known Noah. But these believers, they knew all the names that was listed in Hebrews chapter 11. And he wrote that and he wanted to convey to them about faith. He wanted to show them through the lives of somebody they knew what faith could do for somebody. And in Hebrews chapter 11, I won't read the whole chapter, but I'm going to read verses 13 through 16. And I want to read it to you, and I want you to picture it. I want to use these saints as an example, just like the writer of Hebrews used these saints as an example in his, his day. He said in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off were assured of them, embraced them, Confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. God's prepared a city for them. He went all through the list in Hebrews 11. Why do I choose to celebrate All Saints Day? I choose to celebrate it really for three reasons. Because the Bible says that the angels rejoice when one sinner repents. What does that mean? That means the angels rejoice over one saint. When one sinner becomes a saint, the angels rejoice. I believe we should rejoice with the angels. Like this scripture you say, precious is the death of his saints... Man, we should rejoice over the saints. I believe we should celebrate because we owe the modern day saints appreciations for their contributions to us. Many of you are in church today, not because of a preacher, not even because of a friend, but because of a grandmother, because of a dad, because of a mother. Took the time to show you the importance of church, to show you the importance of scripture. And to show you what Jesus Christ can do in the life of somebody. We should celebrate that. You've learned how to be a good friend or a good spouse, a good mother, a good father, a good grandmother, a good grandfather. Not necessarily because of what the Bible says, but by following their example. They lived it out. We should celebrate them because it's a reminder of how precious and how fragile life is. Listen, we celebrate presidents on President's Day. We celebrate veterans on Veterans Day. We celebrate Martin Luther King on Martin Luther King Day. Man, we should definitely celebrate the saints on All Saints Day. Along with the saints listed in this passage over the last year, you know, the Bible says when one, one hurts, we all hurt. Since I since last All Saints Day, I made a list of eight people. And I don't ple please don't be offended if there's somebody you lost close to you that didn't make my list. But these are the names that I, I weeped with some of you with over the last year. These are the names of some of our church members last year. Last year, Miss Addie Marie Brown passed away December thirtieth, 2018. Poor Miss Addie. Miss Addie at the end, she her mind was great. But she couldn't see and she couldn't hear. She loved to read books. But Miss Addie went home to her heavenly home December 30th, 2018. Through Miss Addie, her grandson is, is a pastor who's went all over the world sharing the gospel. Thank God for saints like Miss Addie. I'll never forget the Sunday night we were sitting right here and there was a bad car wreck up the road. We didn't know who it was. And before the night was over, we found out it was a 16-year-old Angel Irwin, that was January 6th. Horrible thing. But Angel, as best I could tell, her trust was in Jesus, and she didn't know that would be the night, but she's in a heavenly home right now. Me and Carissa, we were in the doctor's office on January 28th, and I got a phone call saying that Sarah Herring, mother of Two little girls had passed away in a car wreck. She would have never guessed the last time she got in that car would be the last time. I think Sarah would be greatly pleased that we're recognizing her on All Saints Day because she was a New Orleans Saints fan. Miss Dorothy Smith was a member here at one time and she lived up the road. She passed away May 8, 2019. She greatly influenced this community. She greatly influenced the population. She had three sets of twins. Patricia Ingram Jones, I never knew Miss Patricia. But Miss Patricia, even though she had a disability, she literally rode her wheelchair and served in her church. Man, I wish we all had the faith like Miss Patricia Ingram Jones had. Miss Leela Woods, she passed away July 3rd this year. Miss Leela was Mandy's grandmother and George Adam and Caitlin and John Randall's great grandmother. She greatly influenced me and her community. At her funeral, she didn't have just one. She had three pastors to preach her funeral. And all, all had to say what a great influence she had over us. Mr. Carlo Malatello, he passed away August 31st of this last year. And I didn't know Carlo that well, but he always had a smile on his face. And actually, I remember Scott Fletcher at his funeral. Scott Fletcher called Carlo a saint. And he said Carlo flat out told him that he had a relationship with Jesus man was a saint. And the last one, at least on my list, that I remember, that was somebody close, was Miss Darlene Parker, Chris's mother, passed away this last September. And Chris told me one of the last things she said is that she was ready to go home. And I'm sure Miss Darlene is running circles in heaven. Glad to be out of that wheelchair. And there's many, many, many others that died over the last year, many, many other saints but these are the ones I remember. These are the ones I wanted to put to follow their example. What can we learn from the saints? I want to tell you this morning, today's not a day about mourning. November 1st isn't a day about mourning. We've mourned over these. We went to their funerals. We have cried with each other. Today is a day about celebrations because let me tell you something. These saints, they did not leave home. These saints went home. They are in a far better place. ...than they were a year ago. What we can we learn from the saints? Maybe you knew some of these better than me. And here's the question. Here's a legitimate question. Brother Kevin, are you telling me... ...that these eight people on the screen... ...are you meaning to tell me... ...that you could compare them... ...with somebody like Noah... ...with somebody like Abraham... ...somebody like Jacob... ...with somebody like Isaac? Are you comparing these with these biblical characters... Oh, here's about this. Are you meaning to tell me, Brother Kevin, with all that's in my past, that one day you might or a pastor might can recognize me as a saint? You know what being a saint means? Being a saint means being sanctified. It means being used for what you've been called for. It means being taken from a sinner, something that was totally useless, being made for what God meant you to be. But it does not mean mean that you've been made perfect. I mean, look at the list. He mentions Noah in here. And Noah, he trusted God so completely that he built an ark on dry land because God told him to. I can't imagine how hard that must have been. But yet after the flood, he got so drunk, he didn't even realize his own daughter entered his tent to sleep with him. And Abraham, well, Abraham was a man of faith. Such a man of faith that he was willing to kill his own son as a sacrifice. He passed his wife off as his sister and gave her to another man. Why? Because he was afraid he might be killed if it was known who she, that she was really his wife. And Sarah, it mentions Sarah in here. And Sarah laughed at the thought of having a child in her old age. Moses, it mentions Moses. Moses was a murderer. Rahab was a prostitute. David committed adultery and conspiracy to, meet, uh, to commit murder. Some even say he may have even raped Bathsheba. And yet, God called David a man after his own heart. You get to the New Testament. Peter did not even know Jesus, not once, but three times. And later he preached to a crowd and 3,000 people were added to the church in a single day. The Apostle Paul hunted down believers in Christ to imprison or kill them. And yet God used him to take the gospel to the Gentiles and write much of the New Testament. Let me tell you something. Last week at the Judgment House, it was such a refreshing thing and such a good reminder that every person here, no matter what's in your background, your name can make that list. Your name can make that book, that Lamb's Book of Life. All the bad you've ever done can be wiped clean just like the steeple was wiped clean yesterday. The blood of Jesus works better than Clorox. And in a great promise, it doesn't matter what you've done, that you can go from a sinner to being a saint. God can take the ordinary and make it extraordinary. And here's the best thing about it. Not only can God do that, God wants to do that. He wants to use you. He wants to use you in His kingdom. He wants to put you down in that book. He wants to give you something far better than you deserve. Many of you would say, and here's the common response I don't deserve to be a saint. And the truth is, you're right. None of these men in this whole chapter or women, none of them deserve to be a saint. But that's where God's grace comes in. Thank God for God's grace. See, these saints, the saint realizes that they need what they cannot obtain. Some of these listed in Hebrews 11 and some of these on the screen. Some of these did very well for themselves. Some of them had big families. Some of them never got married at all like Angel. But each and every one and each and every person that's going to be a saint realized at some point in time all the money in the world, all the children in the world, all the church attendants in the world, all the good actions in the world can't get a person to heaven, can't make a person a saint and can't get a person's name in that Lamb's Book of Life. All these saints, they realized that although they were blessed, although they were blessed beyond all comprehension, there was something missing. And the saint fills that void with Jesus. You know, when you read this list, it's called the faith chapter. We call it the faith chapter, but I think we should call it the courageous chapter. Here's the thing about saints. Saints are courageous. They are very courageous. Not fearless. Not fearless, but courageous. All the names in that list, all the names in Hebrews 11, they had great courage. Great courage. The courage to say, you know what? I don't care what the rest of the world says. I'm going to build this ark The courage to say, man, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to trust God's going to find me another sacrifice. And God wants me to sacrifice my son. I'm going to do it. I don't have that kind of courage. Well, God's not asking anybody to do that today. But it takes courage to be a saint. It takes courage to find the humbleness to say, yes, Lord, I need you. Saints aren't afraid to say, I need Jesus. Saints aren't afraid to say, I found Jesus. They aren't afraid to, to make a public profession of faith. They aren't afraid to be baptized. And to my knowledge, I might be wrong, to my knowledge, all of these did that. You know, you can find everything on Facebook now. It breaks my heart about Angel. But when I, I looked at her profile and I stole that picture from it this last week, On her about info, she wrote proudly, I'm a Christian with certain standards. Teenagers, I don't know what your Facebook profile says, but what does your life say? Does your life say that I'm a Christian with certain standards? Above all else, above being the popular football player, above being the popular cheerleader, above being the the one with the best grades, above getting that scholarship, First and foremost, I'm a Christian with all standards. Let me tell you something. It is getting harder and harder to do that in today's time. It takes courage to do that, and saints do that. Every one of these saints, listen, every one of these saints that I've talked about this morning, every saint that might be here this morning, to be a saint, you've got to realize that once you find Jesus, Jesus never leaves you. That's a good promise, because all saints have highs and have lows, but none have to go through it alone. Miss Addie is just a great example. I've I've made the comment, Miss Addie has kind of changed my mind of wanting to live to a ripe old age. I mean, I just can't imagine... She loved to read books, but at the end she couldn't even read because her eyesight was bad. She loved to talk, but she couldn't even talk that well because she couldn't hear. She she actually shared a nursing home with her daughter, and she lost a daughter. And man, you talk about a low. But guess what? Every single time I saw her, somehow she managed to put a smile on her face. And it was because of Jesus. And listen, here's the great news. The same, same one that walked with all of these, the same one that walked with Carlo, that walked with Sarah, that walked with Angel, that walked with Addie, that walked with Patricia and Miss Woods, the same one that walked with Abraham and walked with Moses, that same one wants to walk with you. That same one doesn't want you to have to go through anything alone either. What a great promise. That same one wants a relationship with you this morning. And here's the thing. Either you have that relationship or you don't. Saint, The saint realizes that this world was not their home. Look at this passage one more time in verse 13. It says, so perfect. So they all died in the faith, not having received the promises, but having seen Seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. I don't know why it takes people so long to realize that they're not going to live forever. This world isn't anybody's home. There's an eternity waiting. Where do you want to spend it? so obvious in all of these that I got to know over the last year they were very very aware that this world was not their home today today is a reminder all saints day is a reminder that we are all pilgrims traveling to a destination and here's the thing some of us are closer than others i would have never have dreamed last year cuz i get to look back you know you have memories and i have the stuff saved on the worship schedule. Last year when we did the All Saints Day service, I had my, my grandmother and Albert Garson up there. And then I I concluded the service with a blank name. I said, whose name's gonna be on it next year? I wouldn't have dreamed it'd been a sixteen year old teenager. I wouldn't have dreamed that Sarah Herring would have been on there. Listen, somebody else would be on there next year. And it may it may be me. It may be you. It may be somebody close to you. So folks, let me tell you something. We need to remember that we're all pilgrims. That person you love so very much. Even a child. We need to treat everybody like it's the last time we'll ever see them. Are you living like you belong here? Or are you traveling like a pilgrim? There's somewhere waiting for you. Jesus said, I came to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. Are you a saint or are you a sinner? So I think about it every All Saints Day. And man, there's been so many names since I've been here at Beth River Baptist Church. Miss Laverne. Maul Cooter. Paul Albert. Miss Woods. So many that, that have went on. And I wonder often... Often, what if I could just bring them back? What if I could bring them back and just let them say a few words? Get a picture of that when you get to go to the judgment house. My favorite thing about the judgment house, when you get to go through that drama, it's pretty awesome getting to see a representation of Jesus. But even more awesome than that to me is when they get in and they see grandma and they see their friends and they say, I've been waiting on you, I've been waiting on you, I'm so glad you're here. I really believe with all my heart, if I could bring some of these back, even if I could bring some of these back in Hebrews 11, I think they would say, there's no time to wait. I think they would say, man, I've I've been waiting for you. I'm ready to see you. I hope I get to see you again. I hope I get to meet you again. I'm hoping to welcome you to your heavenly home. My friend welcomed me. My grandmother welcomed me, and I can't wait to welcome you. I think they tell you this morning, hey, you better get ready. You better get ready because 80 years goes by so quick. 90 years goes by so quick. You know what? If you live to be 180 years old, that's nothing compared to the scale of eternity. Get ready. Get ready. You don't have to leave here a sinner. You can leave here a saint. So what do we do with this information? What do we do? There's a reason he wrote this. He wrote this and he brought their mind to the the past. He brought, brought their mind to the Old Testament. He brought their mind to the people that they knew so well. And that's what I've done this morning. I mean, we look at this and I don't know how you can deny just how fragile life is. And like I said, there's probably names upon names upon names that I didn't put on the list this morning. What are we going to do with that? What are we going to do in the next 365 days before next All Saints Day? In Hebrews chapter 12, in the first two verses, I think the writer gives pretty good instructions. He says, Therefore, we also, we also, all of us, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. What a promise. What are we to do while we wait? Until we see Miss Woods, until we see Carlo, until we see Miss Darlene, until we see Miss Dorothy. Until we see my grandmother, my uncle, some of my friends in high school. What do we do until then? I'll remember their example, sure. And I'll celebrate their life and I'll tell my children about their great-grandparents. And I'll remember the influence they had on me during my life. But until then... Until then, it's on me. What am I going to do? I'm surrounded by these great cloud of witnesses. So what am I going to do? The Bible says to let me lay aside every weight. Let me put the sin away that so easily ensnares me. Let me run with endurance the race that's set before us. And where am I supposed to be looking? I could look back and I could see what all these people have done for me. But I need to look forward. My eyes should be on Jesus. That's where I'm going. I'm not going back. I'm going forward. And people are following me. People are looking at me for an example. And they're looking at you for an example too. Lay aside the sin that so easily ensnares you. Don't leave here this morning. Don't leave here this morning with such a little time you've got left ensnared by sin. Don't leave here this morning with no hope. Don't leave here this morning with your eyes anywhere else but Jesus. Because look for what Jesus did. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. And now where is he? He's at the right hand of the throne of God. And he's got a list. He's got a list. He's got a list of saints for this All Saints Day. And either your name is on it or it's not. Thanks for listening to the Riverwalk. Since All Saints Day last year, three hundred and sixty-five days, we have lost several that meant so much to us. From teenagers like Young Angel to older senior citizens like Addie Marie Brown. And in the next three hundred and sixty-five days, we'll lose more. Even this week there'll be young people pass away. And while it breaks our hearts, we have a promise of eternity if we'll only put our trust in Jesus. My question to you is if you're not here next All Saints Day, will you be recognized as a sinner or a saint? Is your name on the list of saints? Will you be welcome home in heaven? I hope you have that peace. I hope you have that hope settled in your heart. You can reach out to us if you don't brbclittyville at gmail.com thanks and have a great week